Good afternoon. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is where you'll find today's tennis discussions. And this is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors might provide that roadmap for your journey. For the last six-plus years, I have been blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are these mentors you will hear on our Thursday's broadcast? Well, the Almighty will in at least once a month. You will continue hearing either Dr. Alan Fox or Coach Chuck Greasy, our today's mentor. Other mentors sharing their knowledge on Thursdays have been people like Coach Ashley Hobson, Bobby Palis, Dr. Bryce Young, Coach Scott Engie, Ed Crash, Johnny Angel, Nick Saviano, Coach Scott Williams, Energy Coach Linda LeClaire, and others. Besides these coaches sharing their knowledge, you may also hear other college or high school tennis coaches or even USTA, PTR, uh, other heads, uh, the, the leaders of the tennis racket industry. Because I do believe Dr. King when he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Each week you will hear my biased views on North American tennis and life. I would like to thank the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting the program and on our network. And, of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is you can listen at any time you like to any of the programming on the Yellow Ball Network. Besides our Thursday conversation, the Almighty Willing, you will be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I have previously stated, if you disagree or want to comment, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. Who knows, you may read your views in Florida Tennis Magazine or hear them on a future broadcast of Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Blessing. If someone has taken the last issue of Florida Tennis from your pro shop or you're not a subscriber, you can also read the last issue of the magazine by going to www.floridatennis.com. Uh, we should have our mentor today, very special uh, person, uh, Coach Chuck Greasy. If you haven't uh, read, well, I'm sure if you have, Coaching Tennis. Uh, quite frankly, it was a, a book that helped me uh, when I switched from basketball uh, to um, tennis, and I recommend it to everybody for reading. Well, let me get to my September 3rd commentary. And I have a simple question. Are sports part of the learning process of our education system? Recently, I've been struggling with what some see as marketing and I see as politics as sporting. The almighty willing, I will be 80 years old next month, and I've been trying to determine if this character 
should try to adapt to today's shift in norms of sports, or am I just too dug in in my ways? As a youngster, I always started reading the newspaper from the back page first, remembering Supreme Court Justice White and saying how he always wanted to enjoy the achievements and the successes of competition before addressing the problems of the day. As I have previously stated in past commentaries, my first attempt at coaching came when I was in the Marine Corps. And other than watching basketball and much reading, of course, because there was no CDs or videos in those days, my biggest influence was my parochial school nuns, who seemed to always be present when one of us were taking a shortcut during a sporting event. They would remind us that not giving our all was not only cheating our teammates, but was cheating ourselves. Upon leaving the Marines, my first coaching experience was at a parochial school. And again, the nuns were a big presence there, and they were like having assistant coaches, reminding me that the same repetition needed for basketball drills was also needed maintaining their grades, and that the discipline needed for study was no different than that needed for teamwork or being reminded what students need a little, when students needed a little extra love was just as important as recognizing who needed a little more work. Of course, years later, after joining my son at the John Denise School of Tennis and joining the USPTR at that time and reading Coach Chuck Reese's book, Coaching Tennis, I became a high school tennis coach. As a volunteer for a USTA schools program previously, I knew the education system was changing But one thing that had not changed was the time given for developing uh, and coaching a high school team. Thanks to my previous experience, I soon realized that unlike my previous, my experiences in progress school, today's education system was more about teaching to grades rather than teaching to the subject matter. And, of course, that did not fit into coaching uh, not just tennis but any sport, truthfully. The question had to be asked of myself was why did I want to coach in the school system and how would I fit in? Fortunately, the athletic director had similar views on how tennis fit into the education system and allowed me to coach my way. During the off-season, one of the programs I conducted was the District 15 NJPL after-school tennis and the Constitution. And when one of the school teachers asked me why a Bible was in my briefcase, of course, he didn't realize it was among the other books like the 500-Year Leap, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, Aristotle, Plato, and the major religions of the world, I simply explained that we sometimes need a help trying to analyze what our forefathers were going through when 
form in our great country and the Constitution to protect us. In prior commentaries, I have previously explained the reason of playing player meetings prior to the start of the official practice. And I would suggest, just like I suggested earlier that you read Coach in Tennis, that Coach David Smith, high school tennis coach in mastery, would be a good uh, additional advice for new coaches. I would also suggest you contact Coach Scott Inge, uh, founder of the National High School Tennis Coaches Association. Uh, they will help you getting started if you're going to take that journey. I'm told that the Greek meaning for the word character is dug in, and I question myself. Maybe I am too set in my ways. I always enjoyed working with athletes because they understood that food and drink was needed, but too much was harmful. Your body told you that moderation was needed when working out, and that repetition develops good habits and good choices and helps us develop virtue. I pray my my ego was not in the way of me deciding that a high school tennis should be competition and not an after-school activity, but that's the direction I took. I always thought competition was about trying to climb the ladder of success, not necessarily financial success, but learning to making the right choices and becoming a better person. Today I realize I'm getting a lot older and must also make some of those choices. And come November 1st, I plan to shut down Coach Denise exploring uh, tennis lessons until sometime after the first of the year, at least, and maybe longer. It is time for Bobby and I to examine if I can still be a contributor and possible asset to the sports industry, or should our search for what is good, or from what Aristotle would say what is beautiful, be in another venue. And I'll let you know later on. I see our, oh, I thought I saw, and he's not here right now. Um, Coach Chuck Reese, hopefully he should be on. I did mess up the scheduling here uh, on the computer. This is another reason I've got to examine some of the things uh, because, truthfully, I'm late getting into the uh, 21st uh, century, and me and computers just uh, don't get along, and everybody tells me that. I should be going to a new network, and I should be doing this, and I could be doing that, and I could be making money, but uh, we're blessed the way we are now, and um, any decisions that we do make uh, will not be based on decision of dollars. Uh, I've been blessed to have a spouse who worked a a long time, and uh, the choices that she helped me make uh, with traveling around this country with athletes uh, by our side and her taking her vacation time, which means me taking my time, 
were spent uh, traveling with a bunch of uh, young athletes, and I'm not complaining about it. We just loved every minute of it. But uh, at our age now, when we're grandchildren growing up, we have two grandsons that are now uh, playing uh, college baseball, and we have uh, great-grandchildren getting into uh, involved in sports. And uh, selfishly, um, when this is over, this virus thing, uh, we might be taking uh, a different tour. Uh, I'm just not so sure that I'm going to enjoy um, being politically uh, correct. Uh, I've always thought, uh, that I was respectful of everybody else's norms. And uh, like I said, uh, I understood that uh, my thinking in high school coaching was not everybody's thinking in uh, coaching. And I never tried uh, to um, convince people that they should change their ways. I, I do believe uh, we should listen to other people's views, uh, and uh, that becomes very, very uh, important. And I think the more we could sit there and uh, listen and understand them, um, it uh, becomes better for everybody. But uh, life goes on, and uh, I think uh, I had an interest in um, that conversation. I <laughs> I actually fought um, texting for a lot of years uh, as a tennis coach. Uh, in high school, I lied and said I did not know how to text, and I didn't text. So if you wanted to talk to me, uh, you had to sit there and call me or text one of the other coaches. And um, quite frankly, uh, one of the other coaches that was um, texted a a lot was uh, my wife because uh, it took me about a year to realize, I forgot what her title they named her. Now uh, I thought I was missing one of the Star Wars uh, movies or something, but I found out that uh, she was the one that they looked for for a lot of help, but uh, I tried to explain that that fell on uh, that there's uh, me trying to tell them that they had to go out and uh, you know, solve problems themselves. But I do wonder i i am a believer that we never stop learning uh and it's the great thing about the game of tennis is uh uh you you really don't have to stop teaching or because you can learn from your players there's so many things that you can teach uh in recent years i've been accused about uh talking about time too uh, much because I'm getting older. Uh, Maybe that was one of the reasons, but when you break down the game of tennis, I think it's very similar to life and everything is 
uh, when you break down, you can really break down about time. I mean, why did we try to uh, uh, take a person off the court and give them less time to execute their stroke? Why did we try to hit the ball uh, harder uh, to give them less time to react? Why did we try a drop shot at times so that they might not have time to recover to there? So I do believe that tennis, when you break down the game of tennis, it's very similar to life. It's all about time. And that means that there's an awful lot to learn. And uh, when uh, Coach Greasy gets here, I don't remember his exact coach, but uh, one of the things that he uh, talked about uh, a lot, and I think he added in one of his books I read, it was don't let the, um, the players see uh, the top of the mountain until you get them hooked on the game, because it is a hard game uh, to learn. But as he says, that's one of the things. That it's hard to be passive and not have love for something and not be willing to struggle to learn and to uh, get hooked on it without that. And uh, I think the, one of the challenges that I've enjoyed of life is that uh, learning and trying to know enough uh, to think that, um, you know, I was right in a lot of the things I did. Uh, but I think I did try to uh, recognize and realize that, uh, uh, you know, I might not be wrong. And I was reminded of that in a text today. Uh, uh, and I think that uh, that was, uh, that's very, very uh, important. And uh, it's, uh, it's something that we, uh, you know, have to consider. I, uh, I'm rambling on because uh, truthfully, I uh, posted the program. I posted it a half an hour early, which means that I have uh, and Coach uh, Chuck Reese. Uh, really, such a busy man. I appreciate uh, him giving up his time to be on the broadcast, but uh, he should be now just about calling in just about now and as soon as he comes through uh, I'm going to stop rambling and uh, you know we will uh, hopefully he'll be uh, uh, on and uh, we'll be able to uh, have a good uh, discussion I I do think uh, I don't want people to misunderstand uh I am, uh, I think we have a lot of challenges with our organizations today. Um, I do feel that part of the challenges we have today is because we've lowered standards in the past. Uh, like I said in my commentary, um, teaching uh, to uh, grades rather than teaching the subject matter uh, I think it's hard for uh, students to get excited uh, about that. So, you know, I, I have always questioned, are we teaching people 
to learn new things and to test things out, or are we just telling them how they should think? And I always worry about trying to tell people how to think. And truthfully, when I was a youngster, um, my mother (laughs) would take me to the library and tell me to read uh, uh, Aristotle. And uh, and truthfully, half of the time uh, I was there, I was fascinated at that age uh, with the Jackson uh, area and with the West and the growing of the West. And I was into the books, and I think there was a lot to learn um, uh, about the West because it was part of what America was about. But uh, I think being guilty later on, I'm trying to catch up with uh, what she wanted me to uh, study at that time. So uh, I love my mother uh, dearly. But when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, she started, uh, when I went in uh, at that time, the first day in there, you had to write a letter home. And I think we had about 60 seconds, and then we had to turn the letter into the drawer there. So my mother sent me back to respond to the letter, and she corrected my letter. And it kind of got to a habit thing, so she's, she probably looking down saying, God, uh, I can't believe my boy is uh, writing for uh, at Florida Tennis Magazine now because um, all during my time in the Marine Corps, our communication started off with a correction of my old letter. She would say, uh, send my old mail back to me. Uh, but this is what life is about. It's a learning experience, and I think it's shame on us if we don't learn. And truthfully, uh, it took me a little longer than most people uh, to be able to uh, learn to uh, do this, but uh, eventually I uh, did learn. I I remember my father sometimes... uh, and talking uh, with him, uh, I used to think that he should uh, address something. And, you know, well, why why didn't you speak up and say about this and that? And uh, my father would tell me, sometimes, John, you're going to find that it's more important to listen to people uh, because when you're talking, you're just telling them what you know. And when, if you listen, you're, you're going to learn something else. And truthfully, uh, like I said, being a slow learner, I probably didn't really appreciate and learn what he was talking about until I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> so uh, uh, life is a learning experience. And I think we have enough lessons out there now that we should be examining. We should be examining our school system. And do we want to sit there and teach subject matters, or do we want to tell people how to think and what the answers are for the next test and how to prepare for that? Uh, Do we want to sit there and shorten the game of tennis, that the game of tennis is now a tiebreaker uh, game and uh, we've taken away a lot of the stress that goes with the game, a lot of the challenge that go 
And maybe we don't need as much as repetition as we did uh, as our my grammar, for instance. Uh, there's no question in my mind was the effects of less repetition, less work, not less not listening to uh, my mother saying what I should be studying and what I should be doing and making excuses. So I think that. When I look at not just our tennis organization, when I look at all sports, sports now we're we're it's more important to be politically correct rather than sit there and individuals being individuals and talking. And the great thing, in my opinion, about sports, it was made up of people that were all individuals that all had different talents. And they were all sitting there trying to become better than they were yesterday. When you were putting together a team, if it was a football team or a basketball team or a tennis team, it became more challenging because now you had to fit your talents into that team. And if somebody was better at one thing and that was the same thing you were better at, you might be sitting a little longer. But for the good of the team, you were able to do that. Today, uh, even though we're complaining about not making enough money, uh, people are getting paid more than they ever did in sports. And now they not only want to uh, dictate uh, who should uh, be paid and who shouldn't, but we're not examining the things. We're ready to let our emotions uh, move into a situation. I look at UCLA now, and they're uh, they're sue uh, because our company doesn't want to pay for the, the name of the school no more because they have students that are being paid. So their argument is today that their value, they're not getting their dollar worth for their, and of course UCLA is saying uh, that has out of our control and it's nothing to do with what we're doing and you have to honor your contract. And I think that's sometimes what happens is we're ready to set and um, get involved in things that really we don't think about. One of the questions that comes in today with um, high school tennis and with the UC, with the USTA involvement, is, is should the USTA be dictating what everybody is doing? I personally uh, think not. I think there's some good arguments what they're doing. Uh, I wonder though if there was support, and I think back of when. We were taking teams to the uh, AAU Junior Olympics, uh, for instance, and every year, uh, God, for eight or nine years, I don't remember exactly how many, we would be traveling the country uh, with team tennis. And when team tennis started, it was a event for the, a competition event. Then it became a recreational event. Then they try to take it back into a, uh, a competition event. And I wonder if 
my own mind, I don't know if we're better off the USTA sitting there and supporting other organizations that support uh, our events. I uh, And I'm not picking on the USTA uh, because I also brought this up to the PTR years ago when the uh, – the AAU Junior Olympics, uh, I thought, was a great, great event, and we took teams there. I remember uh, going to Lakeland uh, one year. We we went with multiple uh, teams, but one of the teams that we uh, went with was a team that was going to the AAU Junior Olympics, and I truthfully don't remember what city, if it was Cleveland or if it was in uh, Virginia, where it was. But anyway, we had to forfeit the championship game there because we had to be in another state with our team for the start of that. And then the USTA changed the rules that if you went to the event, uh, you couldn't forfeit a match. And I think the competition, competing with people from around the world, was really more important than competing with your own state. I think it is important to um, compete in your state. I think it's probably even more important to, uh, to compete locally because now you're bringing more of that particular sport, and selfishly I talking about tennis, to your community. Uh, and that's going to help it grow. But, uh, you know, our, our organization, should they be working closer with other people when they drop that event? Uh, you know, I thought the PTO or somebody else should have picked it up. And, of course, uh, I didn't win that argument. Uh, the World Scholar Athlete Games, I've been blessed to meet many uh, great coaches there and great individuals. I mean, going to uh, uh, the University of Rhode Island every four years uh, for that event and um, being able to take players because I was involved in the tennis portion of it, which is a, was a small part of the overall games. But... Uh, to the Hall of Fame up there it was just a special seeing people playing on uh, the grass courts for the first time was something that the kids were, um, a lot of them wouldn't forget, uh, uh, watching the uh, people that thought it was easier and harder and moving on. Um, it was all special events, and going through the Hall of Fame is just a fantastic uh, experience. But even more was the coaching relationships that you were able to build up. And um, for me personally, I one year I took a player there uh, as a uh, one of the participants in the World Scholar Athlete Games t- Tennis. And um, four years later, I took her as a coach. Um, as one of my coaches when I was tennis coordinator. And her father uh, was one of the coaches, too. Matter of fact, if I remember, I was talking to Scott Ingley about this uh, a few weeks ago on the broadcast. I'm pretty – and I don't remember who won it, but the final championship match came 
it was a father, daughter, and the daughter. What I mean, they were playing. Their teams were playing. The teams that they were coaching. So I often say, if you you don't want to go in, if you're going into coaching for a financial rewards, I think you're making a mistake. If you don't love the sport and love what you're doing. Uh, you're not going to get the financial rewards. Well, and I shouldn't even say financial rewards. You're not going to get the rewards, uh, the payment, until years later. It's it's later on when you get invited to weddings and graduations. And uh, um, these are the, you know, those you can't put into dollars and cents. Uh, the payment there is something that goes way beyond that, and it's something that you have to. Uh, I, I think to enjoy that, you've got to be able to have a love of the sport. If you're going in for financial rewards, uh, I'm just not sure that. It's going to pay off for most people. It's a long, hard road to be an athlete. It's a long, long struggle. And I'm not so sure that for a coach uh, it's any shorter. I don't think it is. I think it's long. And uh, and I think you come to a point where uh, you you just got to ask yourself if this is uh, – you know, something that, why am I doing this? And that's what I have to ask myself now. Do I do I want to become politically correct? Uh, no. Will I become politically correct? No. Uh, is there a place for me still coaching and trying to bring out the best of an individual by having them learn the actual game and learn which is what is needed uh, to be a better human being uh, and letting people know that uh, you're not going to achieve uh, what you're doing in a short period of time. Uh, those are the challenges uh, I, I think that we're facing uh, today. Uh, one of the reasons that I did the uh, parent-player meetings before the season was um, started, before the practice would start, uh, was because I wanted people to know each other. I don't know how you can help somebody else if you don't care uh, for them, and how do you care for them? If you don't know something about them, and if you don't know them, can you really love them? And now to be able to do that and uh, high school coaching when you have three months to do it, you know, are we really talking about coaching uh, team? Are we really talking about high school tennis uh, being uh, an entry block into uh, tennis and into college like it used to be, or have we reduced it to an after-school activity? And I think, um, you know, I am of the opinion, truthfully, 
that in most cases we've reduced it to an after-school activity. Uh, I see the state of Florida, which when I was the executive director of the uh, FHTCA, I used to always say when we grew up, I want to be like them. And they have two seasons, and one was a team and one was not. And um, I saw um, today or yesterday uh, that they're changing that again. So I don't know. Admittedly, we've got to keep learning. We have to keep listening. But I'm just not so sure we're listening and discussing things. When you're told uh, you shouldn't write this or you shouldn't do that, uh, for instance, uh, I put a thing on my um, Facebook that uh, the views expressed might not be that of high school uh, tennis coaches. Um, I'm not sure I did the right thing by doing that. Uh, when I start every conversation off, that you're going to receive my biased views. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, what more do you really need? But uh, to trying to be a member of the USTA and trying to be a good member, uh, I did what was asked. Uh, but are we telling people that my fear is when we tell people how to think and you're all thinking the same way, what are we learning? And uh, I have to admit I'm getting to be a greedy person. I mean, I... I remember when I used to say, if I lived to be 50, I'd be happy. And then uh, it became, if I lived to be uh, 70, I'm happy. And now I'm about ready to be 80, and I'm looking to reach 100. Uh, So we're greedy people, and part of that greed should be learning. And I'm just not sure you can learn when you're teaching one way or you're limiting your reading to one source. Uh, and I think we have to remember that we're all standing on somebody else's shoulders. I mean, I, I was ready to leave tennis before I got into it, and my you know, I went to the PTR, and Dennis Vandermeer's, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, it's probably one of the main reasons I'm in. Sandy said, "What are you thinking about, Mister Denise?" I said, "I'm thinking about going home." <laughs> You know, I still look at all these young coaches. I was a basketball coach. I never, you know, I played recreational tennis, but I never competed in college or anything. And, um, you know, it was his saying that coaching is more than that, and you could be of help to your son uh, because you know how to coach. And, uh, you know, learning how to hit the ball and the technique and the tactics are all good, but, Coaching is more than that. And, you know, God, if it wasn't for people like him and people like Chuck Reese and uh, so many other uh, people, you know, we all stand on everybody, somebody else's shoulder. Yet we don't want to listen to the older coaches. We don't want to read the uh, literature and the... uh, well, in my case, uh, the high school, the Constitution, when uh, you know, we don't have enough time, like I said, for coaching. So you had to make time. And we made time by in the off season. We had an after school t- 
tennis and the constitution uh, program at the schools. And uh, so we were able to keep them into playing tennis, but at the same time, we gave them the uh, teacher part of that. And uh, quite frankly, when a teacher says you can't have a Bible in school, I'm saying, excuse me? You got a Bible in there. I saw it. It's in your briefcase. Yeah, it's a Bible. And if you look, and then I started emptying my briefcase. And matter of fact, in that briefcase, it still sits under my desk in the Florida room. And those same books are still in it today that we're going. You know, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I tried to guide the players into a discussion. The hardest thing about uh, running that section was not me telling them what the Constitution said or why our forefathers did it, was to trying to give everybody a chance to discuss it. Because somebody's in there they're expressing a different view than you have. And sometimes some people... Uh, say it a little bit more forcibly than other people do. And some people are passive. And if they get an opposing view, you don't want to, they, they don't want to express themselves no more. So the challenge of doing that for me, truthfully, was being able to sit there and make sure that everybody's view was heard. So that's my struggle today is, I don't see us, well, a tennis organization and in fairness in sports in general, and also our school system trying to get everybody's view there and digesting it, respectfully discussing it, and then forming an opinion doesn't seem to be happening. Uh, I've, I've had People say to me, Coach, I see you like so-and-so on Facebook, and yet I've heard you speak against what that person is uh, doing. Well, why did you like it? Well, I like the ideas of young coaches going out there and expressing themselves. And unless it's something that is harmful, then I think they should be able to do it. So I like that. That's what I like. Uh, it is challenging sometimes. Uh, today I see a couple people discussing the split step. And the split step is not described properly. Well, I, you know, should I go in and correct that? Or do we let them grow from there? Unless it's in general what they're saying is true. But there's a lot better demonstrations what's going on. And when you watch the tennis channel, and I've heard people explain this, the sports step wrong. Well, they came down, you have to come down on both feet. When you're coming down on both feet, you're doing that because you don't know where the ball is going, where the serve is going. Petroius, the great shortstop for the Boston uh, Red Sox, what made him so great, and, and unfortunately, maybe also um, one of the reasons he got hurt and, and you know, looks like leaving baseball early, was he was so high in the air. 
he was so high in the air because he made was making a decision. If he was moving to the left, he was coming down on that right foot, so he could push off and get it. If he was going to the right, he would came down on the left foot. When you come down on both foot, it's because you don't know where the ball's going. Uh, so I mean, but those are are they that important? If they are to somebody, if you're teaching the individual and you're trying to make them better, yeah, that's important. But when somebody is out there and they're uh, giving information to everybody, not just for, it depends on the class of person and everything, you know, those are the things that I think we have to listen to. And then eventually we're going to figure it out. We're going to say, wait a minute, would it work better if I did this here? If I got higher in the air, could I do that? Again, the game's about time. Maybe if I sit there and put more spin on the ball, I create a bigger bounce and move the person off. All these things are things that we need to listen to the the great people like uh, Jim Lear. But we have to sit there and find out for ourselves, too. Uh, Those are and you're not going to do that unless you, you know, go out there and make mistakes. And uh, don't be afraid of making mistakes. I always told my uh, high school players that uh, I stopped counting at 6,894 mistakes. So I don't know how many mistakes I made because that's when I stopped counting. But that's part of the learning process. Well, I'm sorry I had to uh, just go on and ramble today. Uh, I hope I didn't mess Chuck up. I will check on that. I actually do have an opening next week. I might try to do that on the following week. Uh, We have uh, uh, Ashley Hobson, the... uh, uh, tennis uh, director at Inspiration Academy. Uh, he's been on a few times. He's coached Davis Cup. He's coached around the world. A great gentleman. And uh, and we also going to have uh, the, the baseball uh, pitching coach uh, Troy Mathis on. Uh, they also have a great uh, baseball division there uh, too. And uh, we're going to have them uh, both on in a couple of weeks. It should be an outstanding uh, conversation. And I look forward to uh, talking with you uh, in the near future. Uh, tell your friends to uh, listen. I think we have some good broadcasts coming up. And then uh, in November, we're going to cut it off. Uh, and I'm not sure for how long, but I will. Keep you informed. Uh, Have a blessed week and uh, stay healthy and keep uh, playing tennis and keep playing sports. Bye now.